0: Tracy and this is Sheila and we are Zwei Fat Chicks.
1: Welcome to more potpourri. you love potpourri.
0: Well we really have to catch up on a bunch of stuff that we wanted to talk about so the first thing we're going to talk about for this episode is if you remember the teaser from last episode I said there's another brewery in Toronto that we wanted to talk about and that's the Bellwood Brewery and it's on Ossington. Uh, it's kind of on the west side of the city not quite Mississauga though and this was a great little find Tracy ended up getting a Groupon, or was it WagJag? This is a Groupon, because I have a problem. I need an intervention. <laughs> it was a Groupon for Avenue Q tickets at the Lower Ossington Theatre. And we both heard the music for Avenue Q and really wanted to check it out, so we mm-hmm. went and saw the play. But before we got there, we are like, Oh, we have time for a pint.
1: Well, of course, you know, we get there 20 minutes early. The doors to the theater don't open until 7. We're there 20 to 7 in Toronto. And it's cold. We don't just want to hang out outside. So we wander down the street to find a place to get a drink. And, of course, we find a brewery. Of course. Because it's us. And it was so cute. It was. It was very,
0: very... Um, because it's in downtown Toronto, it's very narrow and very tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how the architecture goes, right? In fact, it's probably the biggest brewing setup that I've actually seen For a brew pub.
1: I think the West Virginia Brewing Company in Morgantown had a bigger setup, but when you compare it to the actual seat eating space versus brewing space, Mm -hmm. they have the biggest. It's like a 30% occupation rate. 50% maybe. I mean, they're they're almost all brewing stuff with a tiny little eating area. I think maybe they have seats. I think there's an upstairs we didn't go to though, Mm -hmm. but the downstairs is, is maybe can seat 15.
0: Yeah. There's a very small kitchen and they don't do any fried food. So when you walk in, it's very, very clean smelling. Mm-hmm. And everything on the menu is just kind of like finger food, sandwich salad, There's nothing, stuff. Nothing at all fried.
1: So, no. And it's a small menu. Mm-hmm. Prices were very reasonable on the menu for food. Um, we're going to go back and check it out and actually eat lots of their food because it looks amazing. They have like a cheese board, mm-hmm. a meat board. Um,
0: there was actually a vegetable board, mm-hmm. which I think I'd rather get the cheese board because I love cheese. I know.
1: But we did grab an appetizer, and by appetizer, we got, it it looked weird on the menu, and I thought, well, why not? It's only a couple bucks. It was like four bucks. It's an order of bread with their daily butter. Now, usually you would see an order of daily bread with butter, but no, it's an order of fresh bread from a, a local bakery and daily butter. Okay, I'll bite. And what was in the butter? I know you heard what she said. I didn't. Oh, it was a caramelized onion butter. Wow. Now, that sounds disgusting. I know. No, it doesn't. Well, if you don't realize that caramelized onions get really sweet, you think onion butter, you're going to, oh my God, that's horrible. This was amazing. It was just faintly sweet. It almost Mm -hmm. tasted like a a dark version of honey butter.
0: Yeah. So it it was almost had like a molasses taste to it. Yeah.
1: And and fresh baked bread that was still warm when we got it. It was a plate of that with probably two tablespoons of butter to smear on it. Mm -hmm. And we were happy camper. Perfect with the beer. Now, your beer was. The first beer I ordered was. The bubble or the toil and trouble.
0: Yes. Or bubble and trouble. Yes. <clears throat> there was a lot of wizardy names. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was also a Mugglewise. Yeah. Which I actually briefly thought about ordering because I had wild yeast in it. Well, that's what I
1: had. Oh, okay. Yeah. But sorry. Yours was a higher alcohol percentage beer, so it came in a 12 ounce glass. It reminded me a little bit in that respect of um Innocent Gun. Yeah. The stronger the beer, the smaller the glass usually.
0: It was almost like a barley wine, mm-hmm. but it didn't have the kind of raw taste that barley wines can have Mm -mm. this was a very well-developed beer and i really liked
1: it (laughs) it was fantastic
0: it was dark it had like that kind of um like dark sweetness the it was a very very malty finish Mm -hmm.
1: which is nice because i don't always like a hoppy finish and when you get to some of the beers that are closer to a barley wine they have a a tendency to get hoppy Mm -hmm. so for me i was like oh i like your beer a lot and i Mm -hmm. I eyeballed her glass a lot which didn't go over well (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I had the Muggle uh, Vice, which had the wild yeast in it, and it was tangy. It was very citrusy. It was fantastic. It was like a...
0: I don't want to say it was a textbook Lambic because it was much, much more than that. Yeah. But start with a Lambic and let your
1: imagination kind of go, and that's where you're heading. It was, it was really good. Totally worth getting. And then we uh, got the samples of... Oh, which one the, Blitzen. the Blitzen. The <laughs> Blitzen. And as you go down their menu of beers... They started the lightest beer, like, gets... in alcohol, and then moved down. Yeah. And it's uh, it's blitzing all right. It was good. Yeah. A little bit of you though. That's one where I think I'd, I'd want a smaller glass of it. Well, we
0: got a four-ounce sample. sample, and I caught
1: a buzz off of it. Yeah.
0: Because it was like, what was it, 10.5% alcohol or something? Yes,
1: it was like drinking a wine at that point, which we mm-hmm. had a wine-sized serving of it, which went really well. Overall, very impressed with the little bit that we saw at the brewery. Really impressed with their setup. They've only been there since April. Mm-hmm. Great atmosphere. I, I like how they're approaching a brew pub, doing it with the the fresh, clean kind of foods instead of yeah. going with the the pub traditional grub. pub um, yeah. with fried like wings
0: and fries and stuff like that. Yeah, it's an, an interesting approach to it and the beer is actually showcased front and center. Mm-hmm. And they just added more tanks, so they're gonna be able to have more stuff.
1: Yes, and they have a, a board up of what's coming next too, so you can see all oh, that's coming out soon, I'm definitely coming back in three weeks or four weeks mm-hmm. or whatever for it.
0: And they did have a fair amount of, if whatever they're making doesn't jazz you, which I don't know why it wouldn't, mm-hmm. but they do have a fair amount of import beers too. Like they have bottles Lindemans and, on, mm-hmm. in bottles, they had a bunch
1: of other uh, Belgian and French beers in bottles. A lot of beers that we've not tried yet, that we've heard about, Mm -hmm. so it might be a good place for us to take a stop sometime, if we're in that part of the city again, just to sample some things we wanted to... Take the checklist. Yeah, take the checklist with us. Bellwood Brewery. You're doing it right. Good job. Check them
0: out. They're on Facebook. So go ahead and go down
1: and visit them. So we're going to go down the list. That was the newest thing we've done. Uh, Back down the list of some other bits here. Forty Creek. You've heard us Wax. Philosophic.
0: Us write love Uh, notes in the air to them.
1: Because it's such a damn good whiskey and it's, you know, a new a newcomer to the whiskey scene and it's made in Ontario and it's just perfect. And I, I think since we've had Forty Creek, we haven't bought another whiskey, except one time I bought one bottle to put in eggnog I didn't want to use the Forty Creek because that just seemed wrong to do to the Forty <laughs> Creek. So I did buy, when we did the George Washington's eggnog, we did get, I think, some Seagram's at Duty Free. Yeah. Because we just, you know, we wanted something to just go into the mix with the other booze that was in that concoction. It wasn't going to be showcased, so it, it mattered that it was middle-of-the-road quality, but not that it was top quality. Correct. So, early uh, November, late October, our local LCBO had a sign-up that um, the fellow from Forty Creek was going to be there signing bottles. John C. Hall. We're like, what? We have to come over. So we go over, and we hadn't been much in the LCBO lately, and we hadn't realized that Forty Creek had released two new uh, beverages.
0: So the first one is the Copper Pot, and it's my new
1: favorite. It's actually a rye. And to be a rye whiskey, you have to have at least 51% rye in your Mm. mash. Forty Creek, the regular Forty Creek does not have nearly that much rye in it, so it doesn't get to call itself a rye whiskey. I'm usually not a huge fan of rye whiskey. Uh, We tried it over at the LCBO, and I'm actually, we're sitting in the parking lot by the LCBO, and I'm actually nodding to the building right now. Kind of dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I'm usually not a big fan of it. When I I took a taste when we were there for the bottle signing, I almost yelled out and I caught myself before I made an ass of myself. I almost said, oh my God, it tastes like Crown, but it doesn't suck.
0: (laughs) Which you probably would have taken as a compliment anyway. Yeah,
1: but I don't want to say that in front of like the master brewer for Forty Creek, you know? You don't want to sound like a jerk. I don't, but I'm not a huge fan of Crown. I like Crown mixed. To drink Crown straight, I can do it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. Whereas Forty Creek, you can do it mixed or you can do it... Just over the rocks. Yes. This is what Crown should taste like. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I think for the first time I've actually had good rye whiskey.
0: Yeah. You know? And rye whiskey doesn't necessarily agree with me in large quantities, so I limit myself to one, enjoy it for the taste, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. I'll move on
1: to something else, but yeah. This bottle, actually, we got it and it's, it's sat on our little shelf with the other bottles and it's a sipping bottle. We mm-hmm. have one over the rocks, we don't have a whole bunch of mixed drinks with it. I don't think we've mixed it yet, to be honest. No. It's, I wouldn't. And it's $30 to $33 a bottle, a total steal. Definitely check it out. And we have a bottle that's signed now for him. Yes. So that's going to go on the shelf someday. Yay. Then the second product they brought out, which we also got to try at the signing.
0: Which I didn't even censor myself. I said, oh my God, this kicks Bailey's ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cream I'm a heathen, and
1: I'll speak my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cream liqueur by Forty Creek. And it has a similar flavor to Bailey's, but there's some more caramely notes to it, I think.
0: Yeah. And it's not as hot.
1: No, it doesn't have that boozy taste to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's still the alcohol taste to it, but... I'm not going to say it's like drinking a milkshake. It's not. But you can taste the alcohol, but it's not as rough (laughs) as Bailey's can be. Because Bailey's tends to kind of run a little bit hot.
1: Bailey's I'll happily put in a coffee or a hot chocolate or something. This I can drink over ice or put in a coffee or hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Again, reasonable price. I want to say it's like twenty six, twenty eight 28 a bottle, which mm-hmm. is very close to what Bailey's is. Definitely recommend it. Not only is it good, you're supporting, if you're in Canada, you're supporting a Canadian business, which if that's important to you, go crazy. Provincial pride. Amen. But that was exciting. I would If you live in the Ontario area, or rather the, um, the Greater Toronto area, I would keep your eyes open, because I guess he does bottle signings like that once a year. Hmm. I guess we missed it last year. They were saying he does them pretty frequently. Okay. So if you're interested in getting John C. Hall to sign one of your bottles, buy a bottle at the LCBL and get him to sign it. Keep your eyes open. You never know when your LCBL is going to offer uh, one of the signings, or maybe go check out, talk to the staff and see if they know when it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So then the last
0: thing we want to talk about is a gift that Tracy's parents gave to us. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes, I. I'm a bit of a coffee snob. Sheila's not a big fan of coffee at all, so when I make coffee, I'm the only one who drinks it. Because of that, we don't actually have a coffee maker. I have a a Bodum coffee press that I use, and I'd, I'd make coffee in like 16 or 24 ounce increments for myself, and it's a pain in the neck to do it that way, it's a lot of fuss, so I don't drink coffee at home very often. Maybe once a week if that, usually on a day when I'm off, and I'm home by myself, and I'm on the computer kind of thing. And I've always been intrigued by the Keurigs. I got to try coffee from a Keurig maker a couple months before. And I was like, this is really good for coming out of a coffee maker. Because I'm Mm. a coffee snob, I believe, you know, coffee makers aren't going to make very good coffee. Keurigs kind of dispel that myth. Yes. And I'm also a variety junkie.
0: You are totally a variety junkie. I love the (laughs) fact that I can
1: have 10 cups of coffee in a week, and they're all different types of coffee. So my parents got a security. It's changed our life. Wow. (laughs) I can't say enough good things about this stupid little machine. And I know some people are going to say, oh, it's it's too expensive for coffee, and it's wasteful, and this, and this, and this. Uh, That's, again, your opinion. For me, as little coffee as I drink, it's perfect. You can get the little coffee baskets for it and pop them in and use your own blends of coffee if you have a particular type of coffee from a local coffee maker that you can't normally find mm-hmm. in a Keurig cup, but you're going to be hard pressed not to find something you you like uh, in a Keurig cup simply because there's so much out there. There's a huge variety, and if you break it
0: down, it's like 66 cents a cup. Depending on which ones you buy, yes. So if you're going to go to Tim Hortons, don't even talk to me about price. <laughs> Because you're already spending more than $0.60 cents on a cup of coffee.
1: Now, if you have three or four coffee drinkers in your house and you guys go through several pots a day, probably okay. not probably the not choice for you. If you have one or two coffee drinkers who have one cup a day, if that, it's totally awesome. And also, if you, I have a problem of going through coffee fast enough that it doesn't get stale. Yeah. I really have to push myself to drink half a pound of coffee before it gets kind of, you know, not as, as fresh, not as good.
0: Refrigerator burnt.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This way... I'm good. I go get my little cups and I'm good to go. And if I know we're going to have company over where I'm going to need more coffee, then I'm going to get one of the little baskets and and the half pound of coffee or something. If we have Spencer come in or something Mm -hmm. like that. We're also very blessed in Oshawa that we have um, on Simcoe Street, Simcoe Street North, there's a place called Markle. It's like what? M A R K C O M A R K C O L. It's uh, right down the street past the Fresh And it's a, a Keurig and Tassimo shop. That's pretty much all they sell is stuff for, for coffee makers, little coffee makers. Their variety is amazing. Mm-hmm. Their prices are fantastic. You can go
0: in there and get um, a 16-pack. 24-pack. Oh, sorry, a 24-pack of your choosing. For $16. for $16. Got it. So it comes out to 60-some cents a cup. Then there's also, they have not just coffee there, but they've also got tea, and they've also got hot chocolate. And my new favorite thing is the salted caramel hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really drink coffee very much. I hardly ever drink it at all. But I do like hot chocolate and I do like tea. Now the teas are a little bit expensive. However, now that we have the Keurig sitting there on the counter, I have hot water at the press of a button even faster than a kettle. Yep. Which I didn't think that was possible and I didn't think it would make me drink more tea, but I'm drinking way more tea now. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing. If you're going to do it a cup at a time, that's the perfect way to go. Your Keurig can do double duty just as a coffee heater. You just open your little basket up, close it back up, hit the brew button, hot water comes out. It's great. So... Because I was eyeballing those... You can get them at like Pacific Mall, the hot water on demand machines. Right. It's, it sits on your counter and it's a little hot water kettle that it has a dispenser on it. And it's always hot. And you can set it to a specific temperature. Obviously, Pacific Mall, someplace where a large demographic who drinks tea goes, you can see why you can buy it there. Exactly. So this will do double duty as that. Mm-hmm. I have probably tried in the past two months um, 30 or 40 different types of coffee from the Marco store. And I've liked almost everything. One of my favorites one of the limited ones. It's a coconut coffee, <laughs> <Figures>. unfortunately. <laughs> there is by Wolf King, Wolfgang Puck a Jamaica Me Crazy coffee, which I know I've stated before in the podcast, my favorite type of coffee has been the Jamaica Me Crazy blend, which is difficult to find so far. I've only successfully been able to get it in
0: St. Lawrence Market in and Aurelia. Aurelia.
1: <laughs> yes. It really at Mariposa and St. Lawrence Market. So that's uh kind of nice to know I have it. It's not quite the same blend as what they have in the other two places in the cup. But it'll get me through when I need a fix. Right. I sound like a junkie. It's terrible. But it's true. I really, I'm not a fan of the Italian roasts in the Keurig. They just come out a little bit too strong. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing I've noticed is that if you're used to drinking a lot of Starbucks coffee or you're drinking the really, um heavy dark coffees, when you go to switch to the Keurig, at first you're going to think the coffee tastes weak. That's because mm. you're used to drinking very heavy coffees. Brew everything on the medium setting for a couple weeks, and you're going to notice your taste buds adjust, and then you're going to be able to go back to the large setting on it and get a bigger cup of coffee out of it. Since I've done that, I actually find that most of the Starbucks coffees, except for the lighter ones, are almost too heavy for me. Mm. And uh, if you're going to drink one of the roasts that says specifically on the cup it's a light roast, go with the medium setting, not the large setting. Mm. You're gonna, If it's it's flavored and you want more flavor, you're going to get more flavor out of it. Yeah. But if it doesn't specifically say light, go for the large setting. It's going to taste great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, oh, and if you're in Oshawa or Durham region and you go to Markle, sign up for their mailing list because then they, you get the email about all the new ones that are coming out. And they also tell you what their K-Cup of the Month is. And the K-Cup of the Month is you get a special deal on it. Like the one right uh, this month is, um, it's like 48 cups for $24. So you're getting it for 50 cents a K-Cup, which is a good deal too. Mm-hmm. So just kind of keep that out there. If you go to, if you don't have a K-Cup store near you, like you're not as special as we are. Yay! Mm-hmm. And you don't want to pay what they sell at the grocery store for, or your grocery store has a crappy variety, like all you have is like Folgers and that's it. Uh, go to the actual uh, Cake uh, Keurig site, and if you're in Canada, they'll redirect you to the Canadian site. If not, the States, you'll be fine. And you can actually order directly from them, and they have a huge variety there as well, and their prices are very competitive. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay shipping, but if you order enough, you don't have to pay the shipping, and you're pretty much getting about the same prices we're paying at the Marco store. So it's six to one, half dozen to the other. Me personally, I like doing the variety thing at Markle going through the little shelves and going grabbing one here one there one here mm-hmm. but if you find one or two varieties you really like and you don't live near a store you can go that route excellent sad news such sad news it's uh, some we've had some restaurant attrition in the area I guess you would say so the great canadian popcorn
0: company is no longer with us mm-hmm. they folded up shop uh hoping to reopen in a bigger location at a mall if they get the chance yes
1: so we're looking forward to seeing them reappear because they had great popcorn. Uh, we also lost Beans, which yeah. was my favorite coffee place in Oshawa. They had coffee nobody else could touch with a 10-foot pole in the area. And they have shut down shop. And um, Ichiban yes. has transitioned to, was it Rainbow Sushi now?
0: Yeah, it's now an all-you-can-eat place rather than a sit-down Japanese restaurant. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, They didn't set up buffet tables or anything in Ichiban, it's the same deal as if you go to Tokushima or Tatemono or Kakemono, where you give the little slips and you get food. We haven't checked it out yet, I'm curious to see if the quality has suffered or not. One of the things I really liked about Ichiban is the quality of sushi was higher when you went there versus some of the all-you-can-eat places. So. I'm a little disappointed about that. It was that. made with
0: a little bit more care, and it was
1: made with slightly better ingredients. Yeah. So, so we may be down to just Osaka in Asian for non-all-you-can-eat sushi that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all the attrition we've seen in the area. Uh, one last thing to toss on for our quick potpourri episode of New Stuff. Uh, probably what's becoming one of our favorite restaurants in Oshawa, if not our favorite, Stuttering John's. Sheila tried their salad there for the first time ever. <laughs> Because we're such salad people, you don't know. No. We, we're still doing the five-day vegetarian thing, and we do like salads, but we go to Stuttering John's, we don't think salad. We think, like, you know, pulled pork and stuff. Smoked meat. Yeah. But Sheila went out on a limb. Yeah, I ended up getting the apple and blue cheese salad, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. Surprising, because we don't think salad when we go to Stuttering yeah, John's. Yeah, think barbecue. But this proves, literally, he has something for almost everyone there. You mm-hmm. can't go wrong ordering something down there, so... If you're in Durham region and you haven't gone downtown to Oshawa and Simcoe to Stuttering John's yet, you are missing out on one of the best new restaurants in the past couple years in mm-hmm. Oshawa. You have to go give them a try, uh, a shot. Definitely. Anything else we wanted to toss out in our little uh, potpourri quick episode here? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I can't even tell you guys what's on the horizon yet. It really just depends what we run into. As <laughs> in Joe Strummer said, the future is yet unwritten. Yes, the future is yet uneaten.
0: <laughs> this is Tracy. And this is Sheila. And we are Zy Fat Chicks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this Vi Fat Chicks podcast. Please add us as a friend on Facebook and or follow us on Twitter. You can email your comments, questions, or suggestions to ViFatChicks at gmail.com. That's Z-W-E-I-F-A-T-C-H-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Our theme music is Hot Swing by Kevin McLeod. Our podcasts, like Mr. McLeod's music, are protected under a Creative Commons attribute copyright. You can make copies of our shows and share them with friends. Please make sure that credit is given. Thanks for listening and have a great day.